Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Friday, everyone. All of this week we have been talking about coming down safely from a spiritual high. We have seen that most of our life is not lived on the mountaintop. Most of our life is lived in the valley, where we walk out in practicality the relationship that we have with God. Today I want to go on and just look at this from a little different angle. And I'm going to talk about how do we sustain our spiritual momentum. Now, getting started is very important. In fact, we probably all heard the expression, half the job is getting started. So it's very important that we start. But once we get started, how do we keep going? Now, thank the Lord for the times of great motivation when we get started. But sadly, some people's dedication and commitments only last as long as the emotion of the first experience. And as we have seen this week, our emotions can subside. And our walk has to be driven more than by our feelings. So how do we sustain our momentum once we get started? Well, the verses that I want to use to base my thoughts around is Hebrews chapter 12 and verses 1 and 2. And here's what it says. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily hinders our progress. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, on whom our faith depends from start to finish. He was willing to die a shameful death on the cross because of the joy he knew would be his afterward. Now he is seated in the place of highest honor beside God's throne in heaven. Now the writer to the Hebrews here uses a very common metaphor, and that is he likens our spiritual life to a race. Paul picks up this same theme in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 in verse 24 when he says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I preach to others, I myself should become disqualified. Now both portions of scripture here are telling us that there's something that we need to do in order for us to be successful in running this race. Now, this race is not so much a sprint, but it's a marathon. It's a cross-country race. When I was in high school, I soon found out that I was not a sprinter. I mean, when we lined up for the 100-yard dash, I was left in the dust. And I realized that if I was going to be successful, I'd have to do something other than sprinting. So I went out for cross-country. And this was a different kind of race. This was a two and a half mile race. And this didn't involve speed at a particular time, 
perhaps a little bit towards the end of the race, but most of it was just enduring and conditioning and strategy on how you would handle the course for two and a half miles. Now, I think the cross-country analogy is a very valid one for this race that the Bible talks about here. You see, in a cross-country race, everybody's lined up at the start, and when the gun goes off, everyone starts with a great surge, and it's almost a sprint. I mean, when you start, you're feeling great. Your legs are turning, the wind is in your face, you're feeling strong, there's a release of energy, and when you come off that line, you feel like you could just run forever. But you know, you can't. And it doesn't take too long into that cross-country race, when suddenly your legs get tired, and you start getting winded, and you get a pain in your side. And I remember different times in running this race thinking to myself, why did I ever choose to do this? I mean, this is hard. I don't want to do this. And yet, I would keep running. Because I had a coach who told us, you never quit in a race. I don't care if you come in an hour late, you finish the race. And so that was drilled into us. And I think, first of all, that this is how we need to think about our spiritual walk. Sometimes when we start, we start with great momentum. And we just feel like we could just serve God through anything. But then as we get into our walk with God, we find that difficult times come. And there's hills, and there's gullies, and there's streams that we have to cross. And now, suddenly, we're feeling a little bit of displeasure. And we're not feeling like we did at the start. Now, this is just common. This is what happens in a race. This is what's going to happen in your spiritual life. There are going to be times, as you go on with God, that suddenly you wonder, why did I ever start this? This isn't what I thought. This is not what I expected to happen. But I tell you, let it ring in your ears, just as my coach told us. Don't quit. Keep going. Finish the race. You know, I was talking to our own congregation on Sunday, and I was telling them that we've got off to a great start with this 40 days of purpose. I mean, we were studying the Bible every day in our personal devotions. We were meeting in small groups and discussing what we were learning, and everyone had committed to come to Sunday services, and there was a great time of celebration, and and we've moved forward in a great surge. But I tell you, we've got to keep this up. Don't stop doing what we felt from the beginning. Let's keep at this. Let's keep our momentum going. Now, this portion of Scripture gives us different pointers on how to keep the spiritual momentum. Number one, it says that we are surrounded by a great crowd of witnesses. So the first thing we need to understand is that we can find strength from those who have gone on before. We're not the first ones to have run this race. Down through the ages, there have been men and women who have run it before us. What the writer here is referring to is the previous chapter, because he says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses, he's referring to all the people that are listed in Hebrews chapter 11. Now, Hebrews chapter 11 is known as the faith chapter. This is the hall of fame for those that have walked with God, and it lists different ones, down here, who obeyed God, stepped out in faith, did mighty things for God. But then it goes on to give a list of those who were faithful, but persecuted. It says, others were tortured. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings. Yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. 
were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. And then it makes this statement, of whom the world was not worthy. I mean, they walked in faith that was beyond this world. This is a list of people that we can read. And because they have gone before and have finished their race, they're encouraging us on to finish our race. Now, I don't know that those that have died can actually see us. But I like to think as far as my own attitude is that they're watching and they're cheering and they're saying, come on, you can do it. I mean, this is our time to be on stage. We are living in this generation. This is our responsibility. The Apostle Paul ran his race in the first century. We're running this race in the 21st century. I want to be faithful. I want to make my mark. I want to have some stories to tell when I get to heaven. You see, part of keeping our momentum is realizing that there are people that have gone on before us and they can inspire us and encourage us. I know in my own life, I was fortunate to have a father and mother who served God and were great examples to me. And I remember as a boy, different times, laying in my bed at night and praying, God, I want to know you like my father knows you. You see, I knew my father knew the Lord. I watched him. I saw how he lived. He knew God. And that inspired me to want to know him like he did. And I was taken to Sunday school. And in Sunday school, I heard about Daniel, how he was a young man who was taken captive into a foreign land. But he determined in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's meat and that he would keep God's laws regardless of the pressures around him. And I remember as a young man thinking, I want to be just like Daniel. I want to stand up for God like Daniel stood up for the Lord. And I remember reading about David, where it said that he was a man after God's own heart. And I remember thinking, I want to be a person after God's own heart. I would like God to say that about me. And then Joseph. I remember when I was a young boy, that I had comic books that was on the history of the Old Testament. And it was all the stories in the Old Testament in comic book form. And I remember reading them through. And and that's how I first got the gist of how all the Old Testament came together. But I remember reading about Joseph and how he was. And again, I remember thinking, I want to be just like Joseph. I want to be a young man that would be faithful and stand for God like Joseph did. You see, I didn't even realize it at that time. But because of this cloud of witnesses and because I learned about their lives, it inspired me. I wanted to be just like them. I remember another man in my life, Frank Beaudry, who was my pastor as I was growing up as a teenager. He had a great influence on my life. And I remember again, I don't know why this phrase always came to me, but I think to myself, I want to be like Brother Beaudry. I want to live my life like he lived his life. And he was a tremendous influence to me. In fact, he was one of the most godly men that I've ever met. You see, we need to be strengthened by those that have gone on before. As a pastor, I've had models in my life. Pastor Al H. Hardwick in Nashville, Tennessee. I've spent much time with him and he's encouraged me. And I've seen how he has lived his life and how their church has been built. And I say to myself, I want to be a pastor like Al H. Hardwick. And then just recently, that we've been on the radio here, and I remember when I first started, I called up James Beale. 
he pastors a great church in Detroit, Michigan. And he has been on the radio for years and years. And I called him up and I said, I'm going to go on the radio. Have you got any advice for me? And he took time out of his busy schedule, gave me pointers and encouragement to do this program. You see, I'm even on the air today because someone went before and encouraged me. So here's what I would say to you in closing today. Who is it in your life that encourages you? Who are you looking to as your example? And I encourage you right now at this moment to think about someone. It may be a person in the Bible. It may be someone that you've read about. It might be a friend. It could be your pastor. It could be a number of people. But who is the person that's encouraging you right now? And if they're living, you need to get near to them. I mean, we need to be around people that when we leave their company, our faith is stronger, our dedication is deeper, and we want to move on in our walk with God. You see, this is the first point in learning how to run this race. Well, our time is gone, and we'll continue on Monday. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.